0: good morning good morning brian are you there
1: Scott? how are you this is friday january 17th 2020 this is the no bs winners podcast we appreciate you joining us how can they find you on social scott
0: uh, they can go to my Twitter page, at Scojo, A-Z Sports. And they can always go to our um, podcast page, at NoBSWinners. Uh, I do have my Instagram page up, uh, Scojo Picks. You can go there. And I am working on my website currently. Uh, that will be up, hopefully, February 1st. And that will be ScojoPicks.com. Uh, and hopefully, like I said, I'll have that up and running on February 1st. And if you don't want to, if you don't have social media and you're listening to the podcast, you can always send us a question uh, to our Gmail account, nobswinners at gmail.com.
1: Fantastic. They can find me at my underscore bankroll on Twitter, uh, working on the YouTube channel. That'll be up shortly also. Uh, so let's just get right into it. Uh, how last night work out for you? What do you, what'd you have going and, and how to do how to do
0: Well, you know, uh, my play of the day yesterday on the podcast was the over in the uh, ASU Colorado game last night. And uh, that was I was actually at that game uh, season ticket holder for the ASU uh, Sun Devils there. And it it was it was a brutal game to watch. Both teams were just awful. I mean, uh, Colorado shot 40 percent from the field and and ASU was like at 34 percent. So that was a rough game for both teams. Um, I didn't get the over on that, but I was six and four in the Pac-12 last night. Uh, I'm in a I'm in a Pac-12 capping contest. This is my fifth year in that, and um, I won it two years ago, and I was second last year, and I'm currently sitting in third after last night. I'm uh, 30 and 22. Uh, I put we play every side and every total in the Pac-12, so it's been kind of a goofy year in the Pac-12 this year. But hopefully, I'll just keep getting stronger. And then uh, I know you're going to go over your plays, but uh, I, I tailed you on uh, New Orleans, which was awesome, and then uh, I also had. Uh, some over unders, three over unders that I hit in the NBA last night. So I, I was six and zero overall in the NBA last night, thanks to the, the help from you. And then some over unders. So it was overall money wise for me. I I had a profitable night. I, I had a wedding night. But uh, on my posted plays on my page and everything, college wise, uh, I was two three and one. And in the pack, I was six and four. So not okay. not the not the greatest day. But uh, you know today's a new day. So looking forward to today
1: absolutely well you've been ripping it up lately so uh two and three is not going to kill you absolutely today is another day and this weekend is going to be huge a lot of games i went three and oh last night my play of the day was the pelicans plus the four and a half and i said that yesterday on the podcast gone three three and oh now last three days on the podcast all dogs if you bet the money lines on all of them you'd have won all three of them so really heating up right now had the Pelicans, had the Clippers minus the 11 and a half last night. It closed at minus 10. I don't know why it dropped. I didn't even check, but I had 11 and a half. Felt like I had a bad line coming out, but I did have it capped at 15. Uh, Clippers went in by 15 plus, and they did. They won by, I believe, 20 points. And finally, the Celtics. Look, it's just disrespectful. This This Celtics team was covering every game early in the season. So, you know, I had it in single digits, and I'm getting 10. You're going to Milwaukee, I'm taking it. And I, I took it, and they came all the way back. Sure, they were down by 27 early, but that's expected when you come off a back-to-back. It takes a while to get warmed up, especially on the road, especially against the Bucks. But the Celtics played strong, and they, and they showed some heart in, in coming almost all the way back last night. So 3-0 and on that. Um, before we move on to uh, these these betting questions, uh, wh- what's your ASU Bobby Hurley, head coach, former Duke player, point guard, um What's he doing on the sideline as as ASU is is just kind of throwing up bricks?
0: Well, you know, I, I think Bobby is um, absolutely confused with his team. I, I think he thought his team was going to be, you know, with Tayshon Cherry, Rob Edwards, Remy Martin, Lonzo Verge. You know, Lonzo Verge led the uh, JC in scoring last year. He's one of the number one recruits um, out of JC that that we signed, and he's been. Just, uh, you know, a, a disappointment in my mind. I mean, uh, I know he had a 40-point a game against St. Mary's, but they lost that game by 40, so what does that tell you? But, you know, last night, <laughs> ASU only had 24 made field goals, 10 assists, 10 assists, and Alonzo Verge and Remy Martin, who are the, the, the main ball handlers there, were 11 from 36 from the field at, at, you know, clipping at 30%. So I think Bobby's just struggling with this. Um, he's trying to find a a rotation, that's going to work. I think he's baffled. I I think he thought this team was going to be something completely different and he's struggling uh, to find a lineup that, that works. Um, You know, it looked like when they went to Oregon that they had it dialed in, you know, the offense was looking really good. um, But they, they came home last night and it was the dribble devils once again, you know, they're just, they're running that high weave with, and, and they're not even getting in last night. They didn't get into their offense until about 15 seconds into the shot clock. So you know, I, that's not something I could predict that it, they weren't trending that way. You know, in Oregon, Oregon state, they look completely different on offense. So it was just a disappointing night last night, especially for people that were listening to the podcast. Sorry about that. Um, I thought, I, I thought I had a really good beat on that game, but, uh, yeah, that's going to happen. They're, yeah. They're listen, kids, that's, so. yeah. that's uh, Well, you know, that's, that's betting.
1: You win some, you lose a few, you move on. And today's a new day. Um, Okay. Let's move into betting 101. You had a question, uh, about multiple betting outlets, Scott.
0: Yeah. I had someone DM me and, and, ask me, you know, how many betting outlets, um, I use and what would I suggest? And, you know, for me, when I decided to do this, you know, as a profession, um, I have six that I use, uh, and I would, you know, use more if, if, if I had access to more, but, uh, I, I do that because I'm always looking for the best price. So if, you, if you're thinking about doing this professionally, and you need to have as many outlets as you can. And, you know, what we mean by, a bet, you know, a good price for, you know, people that maybe don't understand that is, you know, if you, if you have a, a three point favorite somewhere else and you, you're looking at the the favorite there, you know, shop around, maybe you could find a two and a half somewhere, maybe even a two, usually you're not going to find that big of a difference, but you might be able to get that, that half point somewhere. And in the long run, if you're doing this professionally, uh, the number of bets, at least the number of the bets that I make over the year um that's that 's gonna make you money um if you only have one outlet you know you 're gonna get beat by the the hook a lot and you know people a lot of i know a lot of people that don 't do this professionally they look up there and they they see three and three and a half oh it 's just a half point what is that you know it doesn 't mean a lot yeah, it, it means a ton yeah <laughs> so it um, it's it it 's gonna improve your bankroll um over time so if it's if if it 's something that you do have access to. Um, I would suggest getting as many outlets um, that you can to to gamble through. Uh, I know it's not legal in all 50 states, so it can be tough for some people. Uh, you know, so do what you can. I know I'm not telling everybody to run out and find, the, you know, five or six local bookies, you know. But, you know, if you if you have access, you know, get as many as you can.
1: Yeah. And I agree with you. Uh, I still have a, 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 Nevada driver's license. I lived there 40 plus years. I'm in Colorado. So for me to get a book offshore at this point, not possible. So you got to have your, everything in line. So you got a local guy, you got my brother making moves for me in Las Vegas. And, and so, you know, for me, I don't have as many as you, I would have, obviously, uh, what you're saying is true. The more options you have, the better chance you have of getting a, a, a very good line. And so, uh, you know, options are the key when it comes to betting because you know, bottom line is he's right, Scott's right, you're going to lose by the hook more times than not, even if you think you're good to go. Um, and so that's the best way to go. Uh, for me, though, you know, if you're going local, you got to know who's going to pay, who's not going to pay. If you're doing something online like I did. Uh, you could lose money because books disappear, people disappear. You got to remember, the guys taking these bets, a lot of them, they bet and they lose too. So, you know, the the best books are are books that just take bets. They don't bet their own games. And when you got a guy who's taking bets and betting his own games, you got a recipe for a guy being out of control and you losing money. And I learned that the hard way myself.
0: Yeah, so in my I was going to say in my mid-20s, you know, I ran – I ran for a bookie in Arizona and, you know, he, he didn't bet, but you know, a lot of times you're battling, trying to collect money. And, you know, he, he wasn't, you know, a mob guy that was, you know, breaking legs and stuff like that. But, you know, there's a lot of times people, you know, got in over their heads and he's going to collect and, you know, he's, he's got four or five people stiffing him and then he can't pay the two or three people that he owes. So yeah, you know, you gotta, you gotta find somebody that, you know, that's, you know, that's going to be able to pay. So
1: Yeah. And not only that, but one one other note on these books, once you start betting with these books and you're making your plays, you start to see if your book leans sharp or it leans public, if you're able to tell the difference. And that way you'll be able to start anticipating when you should make your bets and you'll be able to kind of correlate with, with some of the books online there's just a whole bunch of things you can do when you do have options, when you do know what you're doing. And when you do know the climate of your book and your book actually does pay you. So you have all that stuff to think about. You got to balance that out yourself and, and it can be tough, but if you've got things that you're balancing, you know, it can be great for you. So, okay. Question number two is from at sports truth. Now on Twitter, he asked uh, thoughts on, on a round Robin, a 14 round Robin. Now for you to don't for you for the, the listeners that don't know what a round Robin is. It's a parlay structure where you don't have to hit uh, all, let's say you do a, th- a four teamer. You don't have to hit all four teams to win because when you, when you do a round Robin, you're going to group them in, if you got a four, if you got a four teams, you're going to group them in twos, threes and, and one 14 parlay. So you'll have six, two, six groups of two. You'll have four groups of three and you'll have one, Parlay for four teams if you're doing a four team round robin. What this means is on these two teamers, all you got to do is is hit two out of four to to get paid some money back. Okay. Now you're not going to break even with that, but you're not going to lose all your money. If you hit a three teamer on that four team round robin, just one three teamer is going to get you all of your money back and a little bit of profit. So if you, because you're going to wind up hitting a two-teamer and a three-teamer because if you're hitting a three-teamer, two teams absolutely hit. Two two-teamers are going to hit. Two two-teamers and one three-teamer, and you'll wind up making money on that. Now, myself, when I parlay, I, I don't give it a, a lot of thought. Sometimes I'll do it, but but when I do a round robin, the most teams I usually do is three. That way I know i got to hit two out of three to break even, to give me my little, little bit of bet back and just go from there. But for the most part, if I'm going to parlay – I'm just throwing a parlay on there. I'm not trying to put, you know, six bets together, f- four bets together, five parlays, because if I parlay, I want to get my max bet on it. Let's say I do a three-teamer. I want to get my max bet that I'm going to use for the parlay on that three-teamer. And that way I'm not diluting my money uh, because I'm pretty confident with my numbers. If I bet at parlay, I feel very good about it. What are your thoughts on, on that, Scott?
0: Yeah, I'm, man, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm doing this professionally now. So I'm, I'm a straight bet guy. That's for me, that's, where the value is. That's where the value always is going to be. I will play parlays every once in a while, but for me, I'm a, I'm a money line parlay guy. So if I'm trying to play a parlay, I'm I'm looking for, you know, a really good payout. So if I, you know, Saturdays is usually the day I'll do it because I've got so many college basketball uh, games. So if I dial in, you know, four, five, and like I told you last week, eight, it, I, I had eight teams that I, I really felt good about. Uh, they had a, a really good chance to win now, obviously, I'm not going to round robin in an, an eight team. No, no, you know, parlay. So I just played it straight. You know, right. I played a $50 eight teamer that was going to pay 52 grand. Ridiculous. And I, remember, I texted you. I I had hit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had hit the first six, and the seventh game was Jacksonville and Austin, Jacksonville State and Austin P. And jo- and Jacksonville State had a 19 point lead in that game in the first half, and uh they uh couldn't hold on. They ended up losing by four. And then I had. Uh, USC was, was the late game and they ended up winning. So I actually hit seven out of eight uh, on that money line parlay. You know, it was a low risk bet for me. Um, You know, usually about 5% of what I usually, you know, bet, but you know, it was a big payday and I felt really good about all those games. And, you know, I had money line bets on, on all those games. So it was a really good Saturday for me, but um, yeah, that parlay wise, that's, I'm not a big parlay guy. I mean, the round robin thing, I've, I've never really even thought about. So, I mean, it's kind of interesting. You know, if you've got three games that you really like, you know, that might be something that you want to do. But for me, doing this professionally, value is always in the straight bet. So that's that's how I look at parlays.
1: Yeah, and, and for me, I'm, I'm not trying to man- – look, uh, again, I'm a straight bet guy too, and that's how you're going to build your bankroll. Just, let's, let's make sure we understand that. Sure, you can hit a score on a parlay once in a while, and that would boost your bankroll instantly. We understand that. But if you want to consistently be able to make money, you're going to have to bet straight bets. You have to be able to read these numbers and hit that. Now on a Saturday when there's a a gazillion games on like there is tomorrow, I understand Uh, a Wednesday in the NBA or a Monday where there's a big slate, 12, 15 games. I understand. But ultimately, yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to put for myself, 11 bets, 15 bets. I'm not trying to do that. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to, you know, put what I have on there. If I do see it though, Every once in a while, I will, I will do a round robin, but mostly, look, if I see those three teams, I'm confident in the three teams, I'm going to ride them. Um, as far as money line parlays, like you said, yeah, I mean, look, I'll connect, like, you know, I'll connect, um, you know, a, a plus money uh, NBA a dog with, you know, with a favorite uh, last night. Uh, you could have had the um, the Pelicans, you know, the plus four and a half. You put the money line on that, and you play that with the Clippers. Minus uh, 10 is what it closed at. You could have got it at 11, and they cover that easily. Those are two easy winners, and that's a nice parlay. Two-team parlay. I, you know, anything above that, you really got to start thinking deeper. Um, but on a Saturday when there's a ton of games, I could see you stringing a bunch of things together and taking a shot, which is, which is nice. That's nice. Would have been a huge payday. I saw that when you texted me. I was like, wow, that's going to be insane. And we just yeah, because to- you know we,
0: we you know we we talked about hedging. hedging and that's hedging, that's yeah. why I was texting you know on yeah. a score like that. I mean, I know I'm only in it for fifty bucks. Got your but, money you know, back. Jack- yeah, if, if, yeah, you know, I know. I went ahead. You know, Austin P was minus eight in the in the, the second half there. So I went ahead and you know bet uh, you know five fifty on Austin P minus eight. And there was a possibility that I I, I had a middle there one point. You know, if, if Jacksonville State could have pulled it off by. Uh, one point they were up by 10 at halftime. So if they were, Jacksonville state would have won by one, I would have won both bets and I would have been looking at um, USC and, you know, that's when that's where a hedge, a oh, big hedge been, yeah, question. Yeah. yeah. A big hedge question comes in, you know, you know, I'm looking at 52 grand on a $50 investment. So, you know, that would have probably been, you know, I think UCLA was minus 120 on the money line versus USC. So I probably would have made a pretty hefty bet on uh, UCLA there sure to to guarantee you know at least a ten thousand dollar score i mean i know if usc ended up winning i i would have ended up costing myself you know twelve thousand i could have just let the fifty dollars ride but you know when i could make some money like that for me that's kind of a no-brainer it doesn't happen very often maybe once or twice a year i'm looking at uh, uh, something like that but yeah it would have been a no-brainer for me i would have i would have bet 12 on ucla to guarantee myself that ten thousand dollar profit
1: Absolutely. Uh, okay, so next question comes from at Mikey J Sports on Twitter. Uh, we his question is, how many spreads are actual setups, not not fixed games, but the books basically playing games with the betters, where where the line seems off to a better, but the book knows what's going to happen. Okay, so he's referring to when we were talking about yesterday Tulane and UCF. Uh, you spoke about you had Tulane at, at a five or six point favorite. And they were only favored by one. You went to get, you went ahead and made that a play, and then you looked at at these, you know, these other handicappers that you respect, ten of them, and they were all on Tulane. So you're all, you were all on Tulane. You all had them handicapped as, as a big favorite. The dogs throw out the small number. It baffles everybody. So then everybody loads up on Tulane, right? Because it's such a discount. But we got to remember now, nobody's giving away free money, and so. When these books do this, here's my answer to the question. I believe, and whether you believe this or not, I believe this to be true. I, I'm not. Uh, books have programs that run numbers. These numbers spit out final scores. They know the final score, and most of the time on, on a marquee game, let's like let's say UCLA, USC, like you mentioned last Saturday. They're going to put something in there, a line in there, that's going to get action on both sides. They're not looking – you know, they're looking to just get some juice and maybe win the, win the decision with, with more, more money on one side. With a game like Tulane and UCF, when money comes in like that because everybody loves Tulane, these books are looking to make a score. There is greed going on. They are gambling on their end. These sports books gamble. They're, if they see an opportunity where betters are fooled, and it does happen often – when they're fooled, they will tweak a line and they'll even make it seem like they'll, be, they'll even tweak it a half point to see if they can get the betters to put even more money on it so they can make the line run the other way when, it, when the, when the decision is going to come out the other way. So they make it, one, they make it run one way where the betters think, think it's going to go and they move it and then they take so much money on one side and they're just not going to move it to get, the other, to get the other side money. And the money for the other side might come in a later a little bit, a little bit where they move it back but bottom line is lines makers know they have equations they they run the math they're better than you or me with these numbers they've been doing it a long time it's taken them a long time to get these formulas in place and when they see an opportunity they want to make a score scott
0: yeah no i mean i i would love to be in that room get a job there and see what they you know because like i said on that two lane game i i i double triple checked i checked every like you said every handicapper and that's probably the third or fourth time that that's actually happened to me where I'm looking, I'm like, I just don't, I don't understand what's going on here. You know, this line for me was way off and um, you know, that's, that's something that, you know, I'm going to, there's, if it seems too good to be true, it it probably is. Like you said, the books aren't handing out free money. They're doing it for a reason. So um, that is something to probably just pass. And if Tulane does go out there and, you know, win the game and you would have covered then, you know, oh well, but um, yeah, it's that I've seen that happen two or three times. Uh, well, I mean, I've seen it happen a lot more than that, but I probably wasn't on the game. But yeah, uh, games that I've been on, I've seen it happen, you know, two or three times, and I'm like, I just don't understand it, right? <laughs> so, but yeah. they know,
1: yeah, and they do know, and and it does happen. Look, there's there are games tomorrow which it will happen, but. This Tulane game happened to be a marquee game, according to you know a bunch of handicappers, and so that's why they made the score on it. Now there's smaller games that will, they'll make a little bit of money on the line. They'll be a favorite, they won't move the line, and they'll be taking money on the favorite all day because betters think that the favorite's going to win. The dog comes out outright when their rankings are way lower, way down the line, as opposed to the team they're playing. So they do it. They make. Different size scores, but it happens every week. It'll happen tomorrow, especially in college basketball. And so there's that. So let's move on. We got football this weekend too. Give me some, uh, give me some thoughts, ideas, insights into what you might be doing.
0: Uh, Yeah, so I'm, I'm looking. I'm, I'm only going to have one play this weekend, and I'm looking at the Kansas City Tennessee game, and I'm looking at the the under in that game. I think it's currently. I I seen it at fifty two and a half. Um, I think there's some 52s out there. There might even be a 51 and a half that I saw, but um, I I really like this Tennessee team, the way they're playing right now. They seem like they're in a groove. Um, I think they're going to try to control the game. Uh, with Derrick Henry, their defense has just been playing lights out, you know, the, the last couple of games. Well, actually, you know, the last two or three games in the regular season and in the two playoff games that they've played. So I think they're going to control the, the clock. They're going to control the game. At least that's going to be the game plan. Um, and they're, You know, I I think they're going to have a shot at this at the end. I'm not going to play the side in this game. Uh, I am going to be on the under. But uh, and then in the other game, the San Francisco Green Bay game, that's just going to be a watchable game for me. I don't really have a any kind of a betting interest or a feel on that game. Uh, I know San Francisco handled Green Bay earlier in the year pretty easy. And I think it personally it's going to be more of the same. But, you know, I never discount Aaron Rodgers. He's a great quarterback. So that'll be a fun game to watch. I don't really have a lean in that game at all. I'm not even looking at it. I've already crossed it off my sheet. So that's that's what I'm looking at this weekend is the under in the KC Tennessee game.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, listen, uh, for myself, I can make a case for both dogs on this game, and I can also make a case for San Francisco and Kansas City. So you can make a case for all four teams. I will say this, this San Francisco, I love watching them pass rush. I love that. They got, a, a, whenever there's a dominant front four in football it's just it's just a game you got to sit down get your chips get your pizza get your beer whatever watch that game and just enjoy the the beauty of it because you don't see it very often so san francisco has that i'll be interested in seeing that and and i look forward to that game not going to play that game on the other game the titans and the chiefs first of all uh the line seven and a half and two out of three bets i read this morning have been played from the public on Kansas City, minus seven and a half. I already knew, look, Tennessee's been on the road. They beat the two the two best records so far in the AFC. They beat Baltimore. They handled Baltimore. Uh, I know that Kansas City's going to be ready after coming out slow last week. But man, this Titans team is physical. On offense, they're physical. On defense, they're physical. And, and quite honestly, if Mahomes isn't back there last week with his calm demeanor, the Chiefs were done. So Mahomes is a man who can, can, can win the game. I, I, I firmly believe that. But I, I will tell you this. This KC defense, yeah, I, I know they had a player out. He's probably going to play this week. But I still think Tennessee is dominant. I think they're going to force the ball down the throat um, of, of the uh, Kansas City defensive line. And I think they're going to get a lot of yards. I think they're going to get a lot of yards. Will that wear him down in the end to where they can't stop him in the fourth quarter? Listen, he can run. Henry can run. So he can run and he gets stronger. He reminds me of a Marshawn Lynch. Now he's not as not as uh not, not exactly like that, but he just keeps coming at you. And he's a he's a load. And so I think that um, you know, I, I think they got a shot to win. So the fact that you got two out of three bets on Kansas City, I'm gonna take the ten the seven and a half, and I'm gonna I'm gonna probably make a money line play. It's sitting at two eighty right now, plus two eighty. It's gonna be a smaller play, obviously. Uh, but I think they have a shot. I think this could be destiny for the Titans. We, it's been a long time since we've seen you know a five or six seed hit the Super Bowl. I, I don't remember when the last one was. It's not. It has not been recent. I know that for a fact. So this could be their year.
0: Yeah, and you you were talking to me last night about um, you know the line not moving to eight, which is a key number. Yes, and uh, you know that means that it's not moving towards uh, the you know that was a key to you for. Play in Tennessee there because it, the line's not moving to eight. So right, right. Uh, of, that was out, interesting to me. Yeah,
1: yeah. Two out of three bets hitting, hitting KC, and the line has not moved. And so uh, I read another stat uh, that when the line doesn't move to eight, when it starts above seven, or when it doesn't move ag- against the dog, with all the money coming in on the favorites, there's been a 101 decisions before. 58% is the outcome. 59 and 42, the dog has covered. So 58% towards the dog. Listen, that's a value play anyway. But I, I, I if I, if I didn't, it's like an eye test, right? You see what Tennessee's been doing. It's like you, I don't even. If I wasn't even a numbers guy, I would look at this and say, "Hey, Tennessee's got a shot," just because of the style they play, and Tannehill's playing great. They're not turning the ball over, and and listen, it, it to me, this is a game where they have an opportunity. And of course, you said to me, the Andy Reid the Andy Reed factor is always there.
0: Yeah, exactly, Andy Reid. That poor guy. Well, a great regular <laughs> season, course. Great regular season, coach, but it's the playoffs, man, that, that's been his bugaboo. So we'll we'll see if he can get past there and get to the Super Bowl. Okay, yeah. So so uh, what are you looking at? Anything else this weekend? Something tomorrow? You got a big slate? Oh yeah. I mean, Saturday Sunday is always my uh, favorite time of the week, and I know we're not going to be doing a podcast on Saturday or Sunday. But yeah, um, go to my Twitter page. I'll be I'll be posting everything that I'm doing uh, college wise. You know, I've already dialed in twenty twenty five games that I'm looking at. Don't know that I'm going to make all those bets, but those are the games that I've got dialed in that I'm, I'm looking at. And then, you know, Sunday we've got, I've got, you know, five or six that I'm looking at, you know, we've got NBA we've got hockey. Uh, we've got the AFC championship, NFC championship. So it is going to be a fun weekend to be a sports better. So um, like I said, go to my Twitter page at Scojo AZ sports. I'll be posting everything on there. And uh, my website again, February 1st, uh That should be up and running by February 1st. So yeah, exciting time of the year. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped.
1: I'll be looking at that too. I kind of have an organic process where I don't look at the next day's games until the previous games. Cause I like to update everything from the game before to keep my things current, my, my uh, stats, current, my numbers, current. I know you had the, uh, your, your, you know, the college basketball to these teams, they played uh, previously and you got your stuff all updated. U- ultimately though, it's preparation and process to, to, to finding winners. It's consistency. So we'll be looking forward to uh, winning a few bucks over the weekend. Take a look at my, my page at my bank, my underscore bankroll on Twitter. And I'll update that also. All right, let's move into, uh, we got, we got, we're going to do a live dog today. We're going to do a best bet. Uh, How are we going to roll with that, Scott?
0: Yeah, I'm uh, you know, it's, it's a pretty um, quiet Fridays are usually quiet in college basketball. There's not a lot, you know, usually got the Patriot league and Ivy league. And, you know, I think there's always usually like one big 10 game and, maybe one A ten game. So it's it's pretty quiet. But I'm looking at uh St. Louis tonight in the Atlantic 10. They're they're hosting Dayton and Dayton has just been playing incredible basketball. Um I haven't made a bet on this game. It's it's currently sitting at seven and a half, so I'm gonna see where this line goes. Um you know seven and a half right now is the best I can get. If I can if I can get you know maybe a half point or another point I'll probably jump on St. Louis. I, I do give them you know, they, they've been playing really good the last two or three games. Uh, I give them probably 15%, 20 25% chance to win this game. So it's probably not a money line bet for me. Right. But uh, dog-wise, that's what I'm looking at tonight is uh, St. Louis hosting Dayton in the Atlantic 10.
1: I like it when there's a smaller slate of college basketball. I'm able to kind of dig in and take a look. So I'm going to – I'll look at that. I'll give you a reference. I'll give you a text later. will talk about that. Myself – um, my live dog and my play of the day, you know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to combine these two uh, and I'm looking at the NBA. So here's where I'm going to look. First of all, the team I'm about to tell you is the play has been, has been one of the worst 10 covering teams in the NBA. Okay. And I'm playing them tonight. We're, we're, we're talking about the Cavs getting eight points in Memphis. Memphis is extremely overvalued today, extremely. I'm definitely going to play the, the, the plus eight with the Cavs. That's going to be my, my dog of the day right here and the play of the day that, I, that if people tune in, that's what I'm going to be on. You're going to see me release it after the game begins. I'm not going to release this on Twitter until the game begins. So if you're listening, you'll get that play right now. Um, but I just think the, the Grizzlies have won six in a row. They've covered six in a row. I think this game total comes down. I'm not going to bet the total though, but I do see it coming down and I do see some value on the Cavs here. And I, I did the numbers and I liked it and I'm going to play the plus eight uh, Cavs could win outright and shock the Grizzlies tonight. I don't think I'm going to play the money line uh, that the re- remains to be seen. Uh, and, and, and that'll come out later to my players if I do. But ultimately my play tonight is the Cleveland Cavaliers plus the eight against the Grizzlies in
0: Memphis. Well, I'm going to ride your streak, man. I've, I've, I've hit the last three money lines that you've, you've talked about on the podcast. So I'm going to ride the streak. I'm going to play uh, Cleveland on the money line tonight. Probably a small bet, not a you know, not a unit bet. Maybe sure. like a 20, 20% bet on, on Cleveland. I'll throw that on there. But, uh, yeah, I'll ride the streak. You've been hot. So I appreciate the last three, it. Appreciate
1: last three your on, So, Yep. <laughs> We're going to be off the next two days. We got a contest announcement coming on Monday. You're gonna to have to be a follower at No BS Winners at on Twitter. Uh, we appreciate you giving us a follow, uh, retweet, and giving us a shout out. Uh, we're looking to build our our, our listenership, and we're gonna do a contest to do that. We're gonna reveal all the details on that in Monday's podcast. Uh, anything to add on the contest, Scott?
0: Uh, no, it's gonna be a lot of fun. So yeah, tune in Monday. Uh, we'll go over everything on Monday. Let everybody know what we're going to be doing. It's going to be fun. Uh, we're going to get, you know, listeners and, and Twitter people involved. Uh, so I, I'm looking forward to it and I'm looking forward to this weekend. Uh, I think it's been a good first week. You know, we've had some bumps, you know, neither one of us are Walter Cronkite, but um, <laughs> I, I think, I think we're, we're working the bugs out. Uh, we should have a logo up pretty soon for the, the no BS winners. Um, I think you told me they could find us on Google now.
1: Yeah, Google Podcasts where we are listed now in Google Podcasts, um, and just slowly, uh, slowly adding. It takes a minute to accept us, but yeah, we are on Google now. Yes.
0: Okay, so Google, Anchor, and Spotify is where they can find us now. The the, the podcast, and hopefully, coming on uh, iTunes shortly. So. Yes. Yes. Okay, so awesome. that's
1: it. Uh, you follow him at at Skojo Sports. You follow me at my underscore bankroll. You follow us on the podcast at No BS Winners, uh, Scott. Anything else?
0: Nope. Just uh, to all the gamblers out there that follow us, let's 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 have a good weekend, and uh, we'll recap everything Monday. And hopefully, we were profitable, and we can talk about the you know the cars and boats we bought. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Scott. Have a good day. We'll talk later, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll catch up with you on Monday. Good luck this weekend. That's it.